All right, Delvin, this is Mabel Johnson. This is my old lady voice that I came up with to entertain my kids one day, and I've just been doing it ever since and answering the phone whenever the telemarketers call, just like this. I'm an old lady. That's how I get into character. I tell myself I'm an old lady. And then I say things like, You are listening to the Delvin Cox Experience. Shame on you. Welcome to the Delvin Cox Experience, the podcast in which each week I'm on a one-man mission to unite our culture through diversity. I'm your host, Delvin Cox, and with me today is from the Small Town Mentality Podcast, my brother Ben. How you doing, man? Not too bad yourself. Good, good, good. I'm stuck in the dark, but otherwise than that, I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're having some issues over there. Yeah. The whole city power, well, not city, the whole block powers out because FPL which is Florida Power and Light, for those who don't know, who don't live in South Florida. They cut a wire. So we all oh, have to wow. suffer. <laughs> all right, either way, as always, we just like to start the podcast off with the five for five. Five questions, five answers to get the ball rolling. Ben, are you ready? Yes. Question number one. What is the best album you listened to this past year? Uh, I don't listen to music too often. I, I kind of dove uh, pretty deep into podcasts. And that's uh, that's pretty much what I do. Okay. What's the best podcast you listen to this past year? <laughs> oh, uh, there's uh, there's way too many to name all those. Um, but the best album I've heard so far, uh, I think, is a new MXPX because I'm old school, and I, I like punk. They just released a new album this year, and uh, I've been listening to their tracks, and uh, they like they kept it, you know, original. They're they kept it their old roots, and uh, I thought. It was pretty cool that it came back with some old school style punk, but still new, you know? Okay, question <laughs> number two. Who is your favorite superhero? My favorite superhero? Uh, I'm going to have to go with Deadpool, I guess. That's a good choice. Yeah, so, I like him a lot. It's funny. I would ask <laughs> you which, what movie you like better, Deadpool 1 or 2, but I kind of already know the answer to that one. If you want to I answer actually, that, listen to the Small Town Mentality Podcast. True. Yeah, there you go. We're not giving away no free stuff here. <laughs> <laughs> they got to go listen to the show. I honestly don't even know when I said 
anything about that. So if you guys find it, let me know. It was, it was a while back. <laughs> I'll put it that way. Okay. September, like early September. You guys talking about yeah. movies. Question number three. <laughs> what is the dumbest thing you've ever done as a kid? Oh, man. Which time? Um, I, I grew up doing dumb things that I still do. Uh, I actually don't consider myself grown up. But I remember, oh, man, there's so many times. I remember one time, me and my friend, uh, when I was about 16, we decided to take a road trip out of town. And uh, on our way back in, he was he was doing like 90 miles an hour and uh, passing somebody. And there was somebody in the other lane. So he skidded and went off the road. And we shotgunned into the guy we were passing. The ambulance came out, and uh, I mean, everybody was okay. I, I think the guy that we hit broke his tailbone. But anyways, <laughs> we're at the hospital, and so I, I got to backtrack a little bit here because um, the day before that, we were uh, doing yearbook signings, and I had stopped going to school at that point, so I didn't have a yearbook to bring. So I just brought myself. I was just hanging out with everybody, and so everybody decided to sign me instead. So I just had signatures <laughs> all over my body. I had weird phrases, people, you know, dirty stuff everywhere. And so we're at the hospital <laughs> after that car accident, and uh, they were checking me out, and the nurse said, said uh, take your shirt off. So I take my shirt off, and she's just laughing and reading everything that was on my body. So I have to ask <laughs> a question. Try to keep it ready PG-13, but I've got to ask the okay. question. Right. How many penises was drawn on you? <laughs> Because I guarantee it was more than one. <laughs> I couldn't see what was on my back, but uh, on, on my front, it said uh, somebody wrote heaven and an arrow pointing down. So there's that. <laughs> <laughs> Question number four. What is the best advice you've gotten as an adult or man dating that we both are now? <laughs> uh, best advice? It's hard to come up with stuff on the spot. I was I was listening to your your show earlier, and I I considered writing things down, but I think um, you get more genuine, humble answers out of people um, when it's on the spot. By yeah, when it's on the spot. So I decided to to not write anything down and just try to come up with with things as I go. That's uh, I've gotten a, a lot of advice over the years. I think the best advice I ever got would be to get out of the uh, get out of the oil field because I was doing that for a little bit. You was in the oil field. Hold on, what were you doing in the oil field? Uh, I was uh, a flowback operator. I did that for about six months, uh, and it is starting to tank, and a lot of people were getting out of it. And I had always wanted my CDL. I decided to just one day I was like, I'm just going home. And so I was in uh, North Dakota, and I I took that. Um, like 16-hour drive home, and then uh, I got my CDL permit the next week, and I was driving truck. <laughs> that's pretty. That's pretty interesting to say the least, man. Yeah, and that's that's what I've been doing for the past five years, and uh, I, I get to be home every day, watch my kids grow up. Um, it was definitely the best thing that I I could have ever done. That's awesome. To just be home. <laughs> awesome. All right, question number five, and this is the fun question. Zombie apocalypse happens. We're at the beginning of it. You're at your house. Obviously, you don't have to grab your wife and kids. They're automatically coming with you. I assume they can both walk. <laughs> All parties involved can walk. 
So what are five things you can grab that you're going to grab before you go out there? Well, uh, probably all of my guns. Of course, you, you need can't those. Grab all of your guns. <laughs> five <laughs> things. You now you're cheating. <laughs> so now well, I, I have more than five guns. So oh my God. <laughs> I consider those one thing. I'll just grab all of them. Okay, we'll consider all the guns one item. Then. <laughs> you're you're talking to somebody from a small town in Wyoming. I mean, every household has a gun, or more than one. But yeah. <laughs> also, I live in Florida, uh, so it's very similar to yeah. the Florida that way. Yeah, I'm sure there's lots of parts of Florida with that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. so guns. Five things I grab. Yeah, guns is one. Uh, probably some kind of food. Uh, a lot of people prep, and I've never really been a prepper, but I should get on that go bag thing. Probably yeah. be a smart idea in a zombie apocalypse to have a go bag. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, dogs. I'd take my dogs as long as they could you, you make it. You don't have to carry your dog, so <laughs> I'll give you that one. So <laughs> it's it's still two. You don't have to carry You just tell them to hop in the truck or the car. Okay, so assuming after this conversation I get a, I get a go bag going. That's one thing I'll take. Okay. I'll go back. So I'll let that be three. Uh, actually, I think I just hook up my camper. So A camper? Okay, that works. That's good. Yeah. Four. So you got a place to stay. And then um, uh, probably just food and water and things like that. Water. That's, that's yep, actually water. pretty good. The camper is actually a game changer. I think that's a really good idea. They're really smart. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've actually put some thought into that before where uh, you should just have a camper preloaded with a bunch of stuff in case of a natural disaster or something. Just hook up and take off. That makes a lot of sense. But like I said, you, li you live in a small town, so it's kind of like... Mm -hmm. same, it's similar with Florida in a sense because in Florida, you know, you get hurricanes and stuff like that, so you kind of want to be prepared for those type of things. Yeah. So I I, I can I can feel you on that. <laughs> All right. So what's going on, man? Let everybody know what about your podcast. We're gonna get into you specifically, also. Oh boy. Um, <laughs> I I have uh, actually host two different uh, shows, but my main show, uh, my other one's kind of on hiatus right now. But my main show is called Small Town Mentality Podcasts, and uh, it kind of is what it sounds like. Uh, we're from a small town. I get together with a, a with a group of friends and a, a random guest every week, and uh, we just talk. Um, our show has no topics, no direction. Uh, we just hang out and try to be funny, uh, and just say whatever we want. It's a it's a no. I I can't think of the word. I can say uh, I can say because I was listening to it earlier. One thing I like <laughs> about your your podcast is the fact that one, you all you guys all sound like genuine friends. Two, yeah. there's absolutely no filter whatsoever, yeah. which is which is yeah. refreshing. That's kind of that's kind of how we like to keep it too. I like to be able to say whatever I want, and and since it's my own thing, uh, nobody could ever take it away from me. So we kind of get to I, uh, a lot of the guys. I I do a show with two other comedians, uh, and sometimes they work out bits or you know whatever else on the show things I think is funny. Um, and we just kind of go down the rabbit hole, and sometimes it goes too far. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes it tanks right away, you know, so, um, so it just depends on the day. <laughs> the 
do you remember the first podcast you ever listened to and what got you into podcasting? Uh, I do I do not remember the first podcast I ever listened to, but I do remember how I got into podcasting. Um, when I first started driving truck, I was running for FedEx. I was going OTR, um, over the road, if you don't know what that means. Um, and I was all over the country. And I remember my team driver uh, would listen to podcasts all the time. I had no idea what they were at the time. Uh, fast forward a year, I, I'm local now. I'm driving 14-hour shifts out of the coal mine. And uh, I got real bored and tired one night because overnights is rough. Yeah. And so I was like, what were those podcast things that that guy was always listening to? And and so I, I Googled it, and I figured out how to download some. And I just... After I downloaded some, I downloaded a million, you know. <laughs> I kind of got hooked. And um, some of the influence I, influences I have and, and some of the shows I listen to every day is um, uh, Tuesdays with Stories, uh, The Real Ass Podcast. I don't know if I can say that word on here. <laughs> okay. I said I'm um, to PG-13. Doesn't yeah. always work that way, <laughs> but, you know. That's the name of the show, so um, – uh, Legion of Skanks, things like that, just kind of comedy ones. I, uh, I do get into a lot of uh, entrepreneur type. I, do, I listen to a lot of side hustle type stuff because I've always wanted to do that in my life as well, where I uh, start an online business. Uh, that's the dream. <laughs> well, podcasts kind of is like that in a sense. Yeah. It's a, yeah. <laughs> so, you're a truck driver. What drove you no pun intended there, to go into <laughs> a profession. Well, I, I always kind of considered it. So I've been driving my whole life. I know that sounds weird, like, of course, you've got a driver's license. But <laughs> uh, since I was 18, I was a, essentially a delivery driver. So I've been a delivery driver at various places since I was about 18. Uh, and then, you know, my trucks just kept getting bigger, I guess. <laughs> and I kept getting more stuff. Uh, but I, the reason I liked the idea of truck driving um, is because it's just a, it's a decent career. I mean, you can take care of your family on it. Uh, once you get enough experience, you can go anywhere in this country and find a job within a week. Um, there's, I think the last time I checked, there's like 500,000 truck driving jobs in America right now. Um, so there's definitely not enough truck drivers, which is good if you are one because you can kind of pick and choose where you want to go. Yeah, so. I always found <laughs> truck driving interesting because my, one of my grandfathers was a truck driver for quite a long time. And yeah. it seems like, I could be wrong, nobody necessarily goes out of school and be like, I want to be a truck driver. But once they get there, they love it. It's like a lifelong thing. Yeah. Yeah, I like it because I get to listen to podcasts all day. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of your old boss of the sitch, right? Yeah, that's that's my life, man. I just listen to podcasts and uh, and drive. But the the problem with living <clears throat> in Wyoming is uh, the winter. Being a truck driver in like one of the worst places to be a truck driver in, um, it gets rough sometimes, and it, you you white knuckle it, you know, going down the road. Uh, snow everywhere, people off in the ditch, and you're just scooting by them like, I hope that's not me next, you know? 
So what is that like driving in that snow? Because I live in South Florida. It never snows here. What is yeah. it like like driving through that snow? It has to be scary at some point. Yeah, uh, I've been doing it a long time, and it, it's still to this day, it, it makes me nervous. Um, I'm finally in a position career-wise uh, where I can kind of just be like, no, I'm not going today, you know? Um, some people don't get that luxury. I mean, there's some big companies out there that I'll make you run no matter what, and, then, and that's how accidents happen. Wow. So what's the worst storm you think you've been in? Oh, uh, I remember driving through. Uh, I was going from Denver to um, uh, Montana, Billings, and I was headed through Wyoming, and uh, right there at Casper area, there was a, I think it was like a 72 car pileup. Wow. It was like one of the worst storms we've seen. It was uh, two years ago. Last year was real light, but two years ago it was one of the worst things I've ever driven in. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, it was going the opposite direction. It was going east to west, and I was going north to south. So I didn't get caught up in the in the uh, 52 car pileup, but I was driving through the same storm. <laughs> A bunch of times and uh yeah there was times that i'd be doing like 10 miles an hour you couldn't see anything you know um but you just got to take it easy i mean if you don't feel like driving pull over uh it's not worth your life you know um but yeah the, the best thing to do is just take it easy uh watch where you're going and uh, don't try to take off too fast i mean you'll get there when you get there <laughs> you don't have to hurry it up <laughs> i'm glad you said that because i actually have a story about that one of my friends was a truck driver for quite some time, and he drove uh, gas trucks down here, like the local gas station and stuff like that. And I think, if I'm, if I'm correct, he told me the story. He had been up for like 48 hours straight, no rest, no nothing, just drinking with Red Bulls back to back to back. Mm -hmm. And when he was driving back on his route in the gas truck, he had a stroke in the car and crashed. Yeah. Almost killed himself. And yeah, uh, that, he, of course, he lost his license, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, that actually happens more often than you think. Uh, I mean, people just power through the, the sleepy and the tired, and, uh, and that's when problems happen. I mean, uh, I don't think even your company, I don't, it doesn't matter how big they are, I don't think they would, they would care too much if you pulled over and took a nap, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, anybody I've ever worked for, anyways. Um, and I, I've done some big-name stuff, like FedEx, but that's what I'm doing right now is a uh, gas truck. I'm, I haul on unrefined gasoline, uh, double tankers. That's cool. Um, I don't want you to say the company. company. <laughs> Just in case. Yeah. <laughs> I want to look like, oh, let me see if I can find this guy. No, 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 no. We're not doing that. But what what is that like? Do you go like to the big gas companies? Uh, no, I I hunt uh, I haul the fresh stuff right out of the ground stuff. So well, that's cool. That's really cool. Yeah, I go to locations. Uh, sometimes I'll go to wells and just uh, pick up right off of the well. But most of the time, I'll go to uh, these locations uh, where they frack it and then they send it down uh, a pipeline and then uh, into a tank and I I pull it out of that tank and then I I drive. Uh, 68 miles to a refinery it's it's right outside of my town it's like two miles from where i live <laughs> and 
and uh, I deliver to them, and then they refine it. You know, they add all the, the extra stuff to make it gasoline. And then other people come and pick it up and take it to the. But yeah, I haul the fresh stuff. That's really cool, man. Yeah. So let me ask you this. What is the funniest thing that ever happened to you while driving truck? Because truck drivers have some wild stories about things that happen. Uh, the funniest thing. Or weirdest, per se. Uh, I, could, I, don't, I couldn't tell you. Um, I just kind of keep to myself, you know. I, I don't drive too far anymore. Uh, I'm trying to think of, you know, when I used to go OTR, I don't remember seeing too much. Besides car accidents, you see those a lot, you know, truck accidents. I've seen trucks on, on their, you know, on their roofs. I've seen trucks cut open. I've seen trucks fly over ditches. I, I've seen lots of that. But uh, there's a, there was a thing that happened to me the other day. I was driving down the road, and a, a truck was coming past me, and I look over right at the right time, and in his passenger seat, it looked like maybe a, a six- or seven-year-old kid, and he was just staring. Like It felt like he was looking into my soul. <laughs> was it a boy or a girl? It was a boy, and he's just staring at me like I had just like taken his birthday cake, and I... <laughs> I don't know what his deal is with me, but it, that was kind of weird. I mean, I just looked over, and he, I, I was like, I don't even know why you got a seven-year-old kid in your truck, <laughs> but he does not like me. <laughs> that kid carries the iron. <laughs> like, yeah. You act crazy with him, you want to. That kid's going to shoot you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was so, like, you can have your cake back, man. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get back into your podcast. So how did you meet yeah. these guys that you do the podcast with? Because your podcast is very funny. Oh, thank you. <laughs> we try. Um, I, how I started it, I'll, I'll, I'll start telling that story a little bit. So after about two years of uh, listening to podcasts, like, religiously, I had, I used to produce music. Uh, it, it wasn't good, but I did produce it. <laughs> um, <laughs> And I, I used to be a rapper, um, if you can oh, believe that. No, I don't no, want to get into no, that. Stop, 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 stop. You got to bust around. Oh, yeah. No, uh, it's, it's nah, been nah, too nah, long, nah. man. Years and years You got to bust around. I used to rap, I too. I produced music, so I, I, I can relate with you on that completely. Oh, man. Uh, that was an embarrassing moment of my life. Um, I did that for a few years. I, I did a couple CDs. Uh, we had one or two popular songs. I mean, small town famous, you know, for a little bit, but it That's wasn't cool. that big of a deal. Um, but yeah. That's not a big deal. You performing? <laughs> and you, you have like CDs? And, oh, no, it's not that big. Just no, small. no. Everybody's got a mixtape, man. <laughs> <laughs> now everybody has a SoundCloud. Yeah, I'm actually thinking about getting back into producing some music for for some people around town. But, <clears throat> uh, but yeah, I had a I had a microphone and a mixer, um, and I, everything already you know at my house. I hadn't touched it in years, and uh, I got so into podcasting, I kept thinking about it and thinking about it. Like, like you could you could probably do this. I mean, you got all this stuff. So uh, after a while, I was looking how to do it, you know, and. Uh, so I tried to do a show with my wife, and that failed miserably. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's hard when you see the same person every day. Um, sometimes it's it makes the conversation better if you haven't seen him for a week. You get a chance to catch up, and and that kind of gives you material for the show. 
Um, so my wife already knows everything about me. Uh, so it made it a little harder to talk to. It. Plus, at the time, I, did, I had no idea what I was doing. I didn't know what to talk about. And uh, so I was like, I want to find, you know, a funny person, you know, like a comedian, because I, I was really into the comedy shows. And so the only comedian I knew was, uh, was AJ. And so I harassed him for a couple weeks, and he's like, all right, we'll, we'll do a podcast together. So we started it up, and, and that's how Small Town Mentality got started. And about 47 episodes in, me and him kind of went our separate ways. And uh, I did the show f by myself for a few weeks uh, and, until I found Austin. And, and he's been around since uh, episode uh, 49 or something like that. Um, he's just another small town comedian. We we uh, I I know all the comedians in town. <laughs> that's a so. good. That's that could be cool, but I can also see that being very annoying. <laughs> uh, I like to. I love comedy. Uh, I just love it. I immerse myself into it. I surround myself with uh, with the people. I, I watch stand up all the time. Uh, every podcast. Uh, it's so hard. I, I like uh, Big J. Okerson, uh, Louis, Louis J. Gomez, Mark Norman, Joe List. Uh, there's just so many out there. Anthony Jeselnik, I mean, he's hilarious. It's, it's generally offensive comedy, <laughs> to be honest. Stop, like, stop all that. My, my, my favorite comedians and your favorite comedians are two different lists. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing wrong with that at all. Like, I was, I, I'm always open to listening to different comedy because I always... Comedy is one of those things that's very subjective, but when yeah. you get it, you get it. Yeah, I appreciate all comedy, uh, and, I, and I know how it works because I listen to nothing but uh, comedy podcasts, so I kind of dive into their lives, and, and so I kind of get how it works. Um, and so recently, we started doing... Um, so the, the closest comedy place is an hour and a half away, and they have open mics on Wednesday. So uh, AJ and Austin got together, and I, I helped them find a few venues, and uh, we started doing uh, this thing called Evanston Open Mics, and uh, now we do uh, comedy shows um, every other weekend, and uh, every, every one, one Thursday a month at another place. So we got two venues, and uh, yeah, we started doing like open mics stuff for uh, comedians. Now there's like six or seven comedians involved. So... How do you like it? Have you, have you been going up too? Oh no, no, I, <laughs> I, I'm not. I don't consider myself that funny, um, and I, I wouldn't know how to do it. I don't know how to write jokes and stuff like that. I did host last weekend uh, and called the comedians up and stuff. So, I like to be a part of it, and I like to go and, and watch everybody do it. But, but that's, I just that's don't know. A, that's a really cool thing to do, by the way, and it's not easy to go up there and. With that fear of even hosting, for that matter, yeah, you you can completely a hundred percent bomb at hosting. Oh yeah, I've seen people get booed just for hosting events, so <laughs> and it's not funny. Yeah, uh, the the worst part of it is is um, it's a small town and people like people don't really get comedy here, and and when you're in a bar. Um, you know, you got people talking and, and people not paying attention, you know, and, and heckling a little bit. So it makes it a little harder because it's not an actual comedy venue. So, you know, there's little issues with it. But, yeah, I mean, it's been fun. I like I love watching him do it.
Uh, they're funny people, and I like, I like that they're in my life. <laughs> That's awesome. So how did you guys, well, how did you come up with that name, Small Town Mentality? Because you keep saying you're in a small town. It's Wyoming, right? Yes. So yeah. what is it like? As a matter of fact, before we even get into how you come up with the name, what is it like growing up there? Uh, growing up in a small town, um, we, we had like, I think, 13,000 people here now. I don't know what it was growing up. I think 11 or something. That's not a lot. But, um, yeah, it's, it's a decent size. They consider it a city. Uh, nobody else really does. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, everybody, it's just kind of everybody knows everybody. Um, people are kind, you know. Uh, they'll help you when you need it, like even if you don't ask. If you're pulled over on the side of the road, generally in a, a matter of minutes, somebody's behind you asking you if you're all right. Oh, that's not happening, um, right? <laughs> that is not happening. They're gonna, yeah. they're gonna tell you get out the street. Yeah, yeah, it, it happens a lot here. I remember uh, driving my truck one time, not not a big truck, but a little one. I had a bunch of boxes we were getting ready to move, and all of my boxes flew out of the truck. And I pull over to grab them, and by the time I get out of the truck, there's six cars. Everybody's grabbing a box and putting it back in my truck. That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, <laughs> that is the complete opposite of my story. My story is this: my car. And this is a while ago. This is I was probably like mid twenties, early twenties. My car broke down on the expressway because the battery died. Right, mm-hmm. so I walk off the expressway, which is a trek alone. Maybe took like 10, 15 minutes. Walk to like the auto zone, get a battery, walk back up the expressway with a heavy battery. The car is gone. They Never to be seen again. No, it wasn't. I called the police. You were, I, that's what I thought first. I thought called the police. They didn't tow it. Within 20 minutes, my car has been, had been stolen, taken to a chop shop, and chopped up, never to be seen again. Wow. Yeah. He, I mean, did they tow it or what? No. Did they just hook onto it? Yeah, somebody off. just hooked onto it. Somebody saw it, hooked onto it, drove off with it, took it to a chop shop, chopped it up, used it for parts. I mean, people have their cars on the side of the road for years here. <laughs> <laughs> It's That's like, just that permanent spot for it is on the side of the road. <laughs> yeah, you got about a good, depending on the car, you got maybe a day or a couple of hours, and that sucker is gone. Wow, that's and, crazy. Yeah, it's not like that here at no. <laughs> So what's your favorite thing about podcasting, and where do, where do you want to take your podcast? Because it's growing, I see. I, um... My favorite thing about podcasting is is getting together with uh, really cool people every week and and doing a show. That's pretty much that's pretty much it. I love doing it. it I mean, it's a great hobby. Um, yeah, I I mean, if it gets big, it gets big, but that's not really the point. The point is to just have a good time uh, with some buddies. Um, and I I mean. I'd love to get paid. I mean, if I could do it full time, I think that's everyone's dream. Yeah. Um, but that's for the Joe Rogans of the world, I think. <laughs> no, I think um, I don't know if you read. It was an article that came out a couple of day, days ago that they are companies are investing a lot of money in podcasting now. That would be like, cool. <laughs> like they're starting to see that podcasting is kind of like the future. So a lot of big companies are starting to invest. I forgot what company it was. It was. Was a, I think it was a movie company is investing into like buying podcasters and sp- like spot pe- people like Spotify are investing in 
having these podcasts like exclusively to their service and things like that, it's huh. becoming big. Yeah, I mean, uh, we're a niche show, I think. Um, so we get like uh, maybe like me undies or, <laughs> or something weird, you know. Uh, some people probably wouldn't like our content to advertise on, but um, yeah, we've we've gotten one. Uh, a guy I know uh, owns a, a roofing company. He he paid us twenty five bucks to do a live read. That's cool. And uh, we've gotten you know some some merch here and there for some local businesses to talk about them. But I, I mean, it's really cool that that stuff's happening. But it's it's nothing big yet. But it it can happen because. Come on, the podcast I listen to are kind of not PC to say the least. So, like, for example, I don't know if you know this podcast. I listen to um, Tell Them Steve Dave. Uh huh. And they are wild to say the least. It's, they're not politically correct at all. So, yeah. And they get pretty good sponsors even before, like, because I don't know if you know, you ever heard of Tell Them Steve Dave? No, no I haven't heard of it yet. Okay, you, know, you ever heard of Kevin Smith? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. His friend. I listen to Smodcast. Oh, see, there you go. It's part of the Smodcast network. Yeah, there you go. It's, his, it's, it's basically his best friends, and they started their podcast. They was on Comic Book Man. Mm-hmm. And this basically uh, is them. It's two of the guys from Comic Book Men and one of the guys from Practical Jokers. You ever heard that TV show, Practical Jokers? Yeah, I, I hear uh, Sal Volcano all the time on uh, other shows. He does lots of shows that I listen to. Yeah, it was uh, BQ. He was on the podcast with him, and they, it's not politically correct now. They get pretty good sponsorship. Nice. Yeah, we're definitely not politically correct. <laughs> yeah, so you guys kind of fit right into that range. So <laughs> yeah. I say keep, keep, keep fighting. Keep fighting that good fight. Yeah, I mean, uh, maybe like a, a pipe place or something. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I hear on most of the offensive shows. It's like weed, weed something or CBD something, you know. But yeah, I, I mean, I'm down for whoever wants to advertise on us. But <laughs> definitely, uh, I like to just have fun, uh, trying to build a network. I, I don't know if you saw the video shot of my studio. Yeah, I saw that. That's pretty um, cool. I was going to ask you what's. Let's get into what's the other podcast because you said you have another podcast right now. I do have another show. It's called uh, Regular Stories, and uh, I interview people um, just around town uh, because you, you hear all these interview shows, and I know you've got one as well, and you're kind of you're in the same vein as me, but you're doing, uh, I think, mostly podcasters, correct? Yes. No, not mostly. Yeah. It's generally everybody, but it's depend. Like I said, it's it's crazy. Like I get a lot of podcasts on it. I get a lot of gamers. I get a lot of Twitch streamers, I get some types, sometimes I get comic book artists and things like that. So I, I, I get a good flow. Well, my premise was like all the interview shows that are out there, well, most of them are like uh, famous people or like high powered entrepreneurs, you know, like the elite. And I was like, you know how many people have awesome stories that are just around your town? <laughs> really just regular idea. people that, that have led super interesting lives. And so that's what I started doing. I just interviewed, uh, you know, ranchers, uh, local politicians. I, I interviewed the mayor, I think, uh, episode five or something. That is really cool. Um, I, a cool one that I got was, uh, and I, I was supposed to interview him again because it was a short episode and he wanted to get more into it. But uh, Winston Watt of uh, the Jamaican bobsled team, 
I had him on the show, and that was kind of an interesting uh, interview. <laughs> That's really cool. You talk about that was a cool kid. Yeah. Actual Beckham bobsled team. Yes. Yeah. He, cool he, they were in the. Off of? Yep. He was in the 2000. I, I know he's done four years uh, in the Olympics. I think they went in 2013, I believe. But yeah, they they've went, they've got he's gone personally four years or four not four years, but you know what I mean for uh, Olympics. Yeah, because Olympics is. <laughs> Quick Olympics every four years, I think. Yeah, every four years. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, an interesting fact about my small town is uh, it's the the hometown of the Jamaican bobsled team. They actually their home office is here in our That's town. That's really cool. <laughs> yeah, that's an interesting fact. A lot of people don't know. How does uh, that work out? <laughs> well, they have a Jamaican bobsled team. Yeah, but uh, there's no snow in Jamaica, so... So they just come you, there. Yeah, so they practice out of uh, Park City. You know, it's like one of the biggest, you know, skiing, you know, uh, bobsled-type area. But it's so expensive to live there that Evanston was the next best bet because Evanston, it, Wyoming in general, is really, really inexpensive to live in. Um, so they're like, we're just going to set up shop here. They did, I think they did that 20 years ago, maybe. They've been around here. <laughs> That's really cool. Yeah. yeah. They got a big sign uh, in, in downtown that says uh, Jamaican bobsled team. <laughs> so that's, you guys claim the fame. Uh, actually, nobody knows about it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's not you guys claim the fame. <laughs> no. No, I don't think that many people know about it. But uh, I, I guess the state hospital would probably be our claim or, or something like that. We have the, the we have the state mental facility um, in our town as well. The state mental facility, like Arkham Asylum. Yeah, yeah pretty are much. You, are you guys building the Joker? Uh, I, all I do, ever know about that place is I know a lot of people that work there, and that's about it. <laughs> I've never actually <laughs> hung out there. <laughs> but it's uh, it takes up a big part of Evanston. It's a pretty big place. Uh, I mean, it's for the whole state, so. <laughs> So, what is there to do in this small town? Oh, man. Um, uh, not much. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of, I mean, it depends on what you're into, but if you want to do, like, the clubbing type scene, you know, concerts and things like that, this isn't the place to be. But if you like hunting and fishing and camping and, you know, outdoors stuff, uh, this is the perfect place for you. I mean, there's so much of that. Uh, a lot of people come up here from all over the world just to do, go hunting and things like that. So that's probably our biggest thing to do. Uh, we got a lot of uh, cowboys, <laughs> so what, a lot of ranching. What, what type of stuff do you usually hunt there? Uh, I, it's almost deer hunting season, rifle season, which is what I'm going to do here in a week or two. I was just going to ask you, um, are you pretty good at hunting? I'm not. No, I go, but I, I've never got anything. <laughs> you never got you anything? Can, uh, I've shot two bucks in my life, and both of them have gotten away. So, no, I've almost got something. <laughs> Come on. How does, that, um, how does that work when you shoot two bucks and they get away? All right, so the first time, uh, I was, I believe, 16, 15 or 16, I don't remember. You can start hunting at 12 uh, here. I don't know if you should trust a 12-year-old with a rifle, but 
No, I it's the law, so. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think I was 15 or 16. I, I shot a buck. It was pretty long range. Um, and so I shot it dead in the side, and when we went, it took off, so we started tracking it. We're following the blood trail. I don't know if your listeners like to hear this kind of thing. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but, yeah, we're following the blood trail, and so we go up a hill, we go down another hill, and on our way up the second hill, uh, about halfway through, we hear probably 15 gunshots, and we just turned around and went back because somebody else had just shot the buck that I had already shot. It was, was a gonna, definite. I was going to ask them, like, how do you shoot a buck and he just, well, I didn't get him. Like, like the buck's just going to leave and just, oh, this dude shot me. I got to go pass myself off. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I know for a fact somebody else shot him, and then he went and, and, you know, went and got him, and he noticed that there was multiple shot wounds. <laughs> <laughs> like, how do we, how and, do we uh, get away? Well, I mean, they got adrenaline. Once they get shot, they can take off for you know miles if they want to before they finally lay down and, and die. Uh, hunting is a it's a weird sport, man, and and sometimes you got to look for them for quite some time. If you're not a good shot, you know, like me, I'm not a good shot at all. Yeah, I always found hunting interesting because it's I don't know how you describe it. It it, it seems like it gives you an adrenaline rush, but it also seems uh, like you're doing a lot of waiting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a lot. You're, you're sitting in your car, or you're sitting in the woods, or you're walking through the woods. I mean, you, you could go a week and a half and never see anything. Uh, and sometimes you get them opening day, you know. It just depends on where you're at and what time, uh, you know. Because they migrate in different places, and there's been fires all over the place, so who knows where they're at this year. Wow. But uh, last year, I shot my second buck. <laughs> and this one, this one's kind of embarrassing. Well, yeah, so me, <laughs> me and my wife were out there. Uh, we were out there for a couple of days, and me and her decided to go for you know a hike up, up to the Aspens. You know, that's where they are usually sitting. And so we spot this buck, and it's behind, uh, it's behind a bush. And so my wife's about to take the shot, and she's like, "No, you take it." And so I, I get him in my scope. And I can see his head just poking out of the bush. And I, I take the shot, and all of a sudden I just see a horn go flying up in the air. And then I just see the buck hop up, shake his head, and take off. And I shot, I literally shot his horn off. <laughs> oh my God. I missed him by a couple inches, man. I just hit the horn, and he just, he wasn't having it after that. <laughs> so I, I take it when. The bucks see you out there. They're like, ah, oh, we're all right. <laughs> like <a> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've never been very good at it. <laughs> but it's fun to go. It's something me and my wife do together. And uh, my, my dad and my brother go too. So it's kind of like a family thing. So I like to go uh, get out of the house, you know. <laughs> Definitely, man. So, Ben, man, it's been fun having you on the podcast today, man, to say the least, man. You're pretty awesome. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I was afraid it was going to bomb. <laughs> Ah, you're fine. Yeah, I was I was listening to your last episode with the uh, work and life balance, uh, um, and I mean his his show was so interesting to me. Uh, he seems like a really intelligent dude, um, and he's really he's really good man. Uh, he's helped me out with my website and stuff. So <laughs> I don't know if you knew that, but yeah, he's uh, he's helped me out a bunch too. So 
it's kind of cool listening to his stories. Man, Ben, thank you for coming on, brother, man. It's been awesome, man. You've been great. And as always, Delvin Cox Experience, we are out. Peace.